Whoop-dee-scoop Scoop-dee-dee-whoop Whoop-dee-scoop-dee-poop Poop-dee-scoop-dee-scoop-dee-whoop Whoop-dee-scoop-whoop-poop Poop-dee-dee-whoop-scoop Poop Poop Scoop-dee-dee-whoop Whoop-dee-dee-scoop Whoop-dee-dee-scoop-poop Welcome to The Scoop. My name is Michael Jordan. Today, we're back and we're ready for it all over again. Um, we're here to recap the events, uh, the issues and the topics that we've missed in our hiatus between season one and now season two. Um, with me today, we've got uh, Rory Hughes, formerly head of news. Hello. Uh, we've got uh, Jess Lawrence. Hello. And we've got Jane Corscallon. Hello. Um, yeah, let's, let's kind of, we're going to cover a couple of different topics today, just kind of trying to cover the things that we've missed before. Um, so I've written in my book uh, f- six things. Um, so let's try and get through those six Who things. Who can guess what they are? Who can guess? I wonder, <laughs> Prizes. I wonder what the first topic we're going to start on is. Um, yeah, so a lot of stuff's been happening around Brexit, boys. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that was, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought we'd just jump right into it. Um, we're back. We're back. And we're, we're back with Brexit <laughs> all over again. It's, I feel like we've taken like what, like five, four months off, more. We've had a nice holiday, yeah. and it's like Fine. it's we're back to the exact same issues, and nothing mm. has changed. It's yeah. it sounds like Brexit. Yeah, like it's, the actual Brexit. Just they're back, and like nothing's actually yeah. changed really. It's the actual process. Oh my god, it's the withdrawal agreement. Like they're back, and nothing's changed. Withdrawal agreement too. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, we had like a, a couple different points last year. We were like. We, we talked about this like Already? two weeks before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, did we, was, was the deadline still 31st of October when, when we broke? No. Well, or, um, um like towards, towards the we end, highest? towards the end, yeah, I think. Yeah, towards the end, they definitely were like, um, I think we're aiming for Halloween and everyone's like, oh, Halloween's so far away. Yeah. We're definitely going to have this done by then. <laughs> and then they were like, actually, let's go on holiday for the summer and then come back and then like prorogue Parliament and then yeah. not actually do that. Prorogue and then, Parliament feels like it was ages ago. Yeah, and it was like, what, like a few weeks ago, like two, three weeks ago. Yeah, it was like, literally like two weeks ago. Oh my God, it was literally like yesterday <laughs> and here we are. Um, yeah, So weird. like now we're in the position where like today has been like a day where like lots of stuff has gone on. Um, I'll tell you what we've missed. And um, Boris Johnson's my prime minister. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. I was thinking that was he in his premiership. No. No, he was far. Was he? No, he was back he, benches. Was he back benches? He the was. Because he was foreign sec, then he quit. Yeah. And yeah, he was a backbencher, I think. He quit in protest. Well, did he quit in protest of the meaningful votes? Um, Something like that. Like, he, he quit like a good while ago. It was whenever the deal was announced, he said that Theresa May was misrepresenting and underrepresented the. Like the British government, mm. um, basically the deal that she produced was not anywhere anywhere near good enough, and he wasn't willing to represent it because he was he was foreign secretary and he was the person who was uh, going to be kind of on the front lines, so to speak, representing it. Well, how did how did that go? He just did it anyway. <laughs> he was like, "I'm not going to do that," um, but actually, I will. Thanks. Yeah, I'll come I'm back. back and I'm ready for it all over again, but this time as as manager. Of Britain. Yeah, he's like he's like it makes it better because I'm the boss now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not it, her. And by the looks of it, I think from from what I've read um, about like the the deal, quote unquote, that he's managed to get today, it seems like it's just a redressed version of May's deal that she brought to the house previously, um, but with like more stuff about storm and control and VAT. 
Yeah, like that's the only real difference. Like the consent thing with um, Northern Ireland, that yeah. was never really talked about. Which is just weird, right? Because yeah. it's like every what, every four year Stormont gets to decide whether or not this entire situation is like if they're going to continue in the same reg- regulatory arrangements. And yeah. but then the problem is the DUP would be happy with that because they just wouldn't go back to Stormont. Yeah, but then like the DUP are saying they're opposed to that, and the only reason they're opposed to that is because the vote would be like by a simple majority. And they don't have that. Like, that's why they're opposed to it, because they can just see that their numbers are going down. Mm-hmm. Like, the last election, they didn't have... Like, they don't really have, like, a big majority. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even have a majority anymore, do they not? I think it was by one. Yeah, it's, like, a really small majority. Like, they um, don't... They can't really count on that. So that's sort of... Like, I think they can see in the future that their numbers are going to be going down, like, you, just based on record. Yeah, but you would definitely have a majority there with um, the European and Jim Allister there. Like, there would definitely be a majority. But I think they... It wasn't all, like... They need like forty or something. Like they need like a good See, amount. Even if they like, don't sit, they don't need um, they don't need an assembly or an executive to sign off in the four year. This is okay. Yeah. Do it can't just be. I think I read it as an elected group of representatives. Uh-huh. So it, as long as it's so yeah, I totally get it. It's so strange that like cross community support whatever that may be, then. I think it's guaranteed and it's guaranteed for a longer period of time than if the executive just as a group decide on it. Mm-hmm. So like the DUP, but even like you were saying the UP or whoever may back the DUP and give them the majority, if the DUP support this deal, then they're the unionist political party that has put a partition in the RC. Mm-hmm. So would yeah. unionist groups here then support the UP after that? And then people like UUP, if they were smart, Sorry. UUP, if they were smart, they would sort of say that. They would be like, this is the party that put a border down the RC. This is the country that's trying to split you off from the union. I don't think they will. They're, because they're changing their leader as well. Yeah, and the, the leader... Did you see what he said today? The new guy that's running to be leader? Mm-hmm. Steve, Steve Aiken. Steve Aiken. Former Royal Navy submarine commander. He, oh. he, um, he, basically, he came out saying today that something along the lines of... He thinks that the UP are now a Remain party. He said the reason why, but I can't remember, but he was basically just like, the UP are now a Remain party. I mean, logically they should be. Yeah. If Northern Ireland as a group has decided to be Remain. Yeah. It's smart for them if they want yeah. vote. Yeah, party should react to that. Yeah. Because they're meant to be the elected representatives mm-hmm. of us, not the other way around. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the, the deal is, if it goes if it goes down and goes through is a, is a different matter, but... Like I was reading about it today, it's it's weird. It's um, it doesn't have a backstop, mm-hmm. but it has a transition period yeah. of two years. It has new VAT regulation, yeah, which means that Northern Ireland accepts the VAT of the European Union, but England, Wales, and Scotland have their own VAT regulations now. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, we could pay. Like five percent VAT on a petrol, then go to England, and they could have zero VAT. Yeah, just go over for cheaper. Do you know what I mean? It's like crossing the border. Just get on the boat. Over, over muff, over muff. Get your, get your cheap petrol. Get your cheap petrol and muff. It's still like the DEP are still. Well, they're claiming not to back it, and that would make sense right now because it puts a border in the RC. And that's the that's the thing the DUP are massively against, mm-hmm. and have always been against. But 
I don't know. It doesn't seem any different to Theresa May's. Did it? No, it's it's not. It really isn't. There isn't much in any way sort of different. I think there's been changes to like the political declaration, but nothing massively substantial. And again, you know, it, when you follow the the developments today, it seemed like the. The, the government had kind of sort of touted that like oh we've got support for this we've made sure there's support the DUP are in support and then the DUP were like uh, uh, actually uh, I think I think not um, and then released this big long yeah. big long statement saying big like letter. you know the, the union is always our priority and um, nothing shall come before that um, and it's just like but then you know I just don't get it why I think for them it's the, it's their position now is that they've probably let it go too far and miss the opportunity to like claim big things back and if they go if they capitulate now it'll be seen as a capitulation and they'll lose a lot of support in the uh in like their hardcore well maybe not their hardcore but they're they're pretty solid um voters who will felt who felt betrayed and they'll get pushed further yeah like people fringes mm-hmm. people are theorizing that this could be the end of the conservative party if they lose this vote and if they lose the deal and they're not the party that gets through this deal but I mean, the DEP could also fall through that they're the Northern Irish party that had the like confidence and supply agreement, but also got for them the worst deal possible for Northern Ireland. Yeah. So, um, I mean, with this deal, people were theorising that it could possibly be the end of the Conservative Party if, because I mean, they're the party of the Brexit negotiations, so if the Brexit negotiations go badly, the deal falls through, Ben Act gets initiated and then we get a second referendum and all that kind of stuff, it could be the end of the Conservative Party because they have not done the thing that they claim they would do. In the same vein, is it the end for the DUP because the DUP have nailed the colours of the mass saying, we're going to represent Northern Ireland, we're going to get the best Brexit deal for Northern Ireland, which keeps us as a key member of the UK. But as this deal stands, it puts a border between Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK, as in a border in the RC, which leads to various different tax implications and VATs and all that kind of stuff. So, and I mean, like from the perspective of like, um, like rather hardcore unionists, it's like it's the start of a United Ireland um, framework, mm. because once you start treating it as an all Ireland economy an Ireland regula- regulatory body from their perspective at least they see it as oh it's the slippery slope to, do, to use Jim Allister's favourite term yeah because it, it's it, even still um, like last night on the Channel 4 News there was that guy from the IRA and everyone was <laughs> like I can't believe that Channel 4 News have put on someone from the IRA <laughs> saying the same IRA things and everyone was like it's, oh, the, it's the new uh, it's the new spokesman you know you've got like you know Jamie Bryson loved to commentate on uh, on like union stuff, and then really? it's like, "Hello, I am from the IRA." <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Stockinghead Steve. <laughs> he was, but he was saying the IRA things that if they put a border in, we're going to attack various sections of that border, and this today has confirmed again that there's a foreign entity putting a border in Irish lands mm-hmm. mm. that is now being held up by the European Union, and it's essentially signed off by the rest of the UK. Mm. So yeah. Like it's just stoking flames everywhere. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Jess, do you have a point? There? I did have a point, and Rory rambled on for a little bit. It's <laughs> all right. Don't worry about it. No, um, Rory had mentioned something about five minutes ago. About 
<laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. God, God spicy for like the first episode back. People are just like, I've, I've got all this harbored resentment that it's, I've built up over the time. It's the, it's the, it's the frustrations of me seeing Rory's face like oh God, 300 what? times a day. Like I just want to, you chose to. Letting off steam. Chose to, yeah, wow. right no, what I was going to say was, um, Rory had mentioned something about like the DEP being the party of the union and like their main priority is to always uphold the union. Um, but there was like a poll conducted in like July or something. <laughs> there was a poll conducted in July um, that said, "Let me. I want to. I want to get it right because I don't want to be done for your defamation." Um, that uh, in like a YouGov poll, fifty nine percent of Conservative Party members said that they would rather see Northern Ireland leaving <laughs> the UK, um, <laughs> honestly, and um, I mean, to to do Brexit. So, like, is you know, is the Conservatives' main goal to do Brexit or is it to keep to keep the union? Because I like you. In it's, all honesty, yeah. can you have Brexit with, with with keeping the union? You can't. Like, there's no possible way of doing it. It's, like, it's hard, isn't it? Really? Somewhere. Yeah, it's tricky. Well, that's that's exactly it. It's like you can't you can't essentially redivide up a, a, an economic and social union and not have a border at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can't just they can't just continue. You know, it's like um, I don't know. It's a really interesting question. I mean, it's kind of like I think there's been a lot of resentment from. Um, from the UK towards Northern Ireland, like since its inception, just purely because of like, you know, you always hear people go, "Oh, we're giving them what, like ten billion a year every year, and what do we get for it? Nothing." Mm. It's like yeah, it's, it's all that sort of thing. It's that traditional kind of resentment. But then, I think for a while, you know, it's been all based around trying to make sure that there's you're trying to keep a pace in in Northern Ireland for for some time, so you can't by by giving it back to the Republic of Ireland you're then going to start, there's a potential for causing more violence in this raid by then remaining in in the union, you've got the chance of like the IRA, you know, now they're yeah. a resurgence and stuff like that. I know it's tricky, like the, the thing you were saying about, um, there seems to be like a lot of resentment and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, when was it? It was the other day that post, um, the article, sorry, in The Telegraph, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? It was shared on Twitter and stuff. It was like um, someone basically read in being like Northern Ireland is a burden. And here's why. Ooh, big yikes. Like, that, that was literally, like, the, the title was something like, Northern Ireland is a burden on the Brexit process and on the UK, and here's the reasons why. And it was, like, I think the person who wrote it, I'm not entirely sure, but I think they were, like, English as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, kind of, it's like, yikes to it's be... It's nice to be told that you're a burden, right? I know, like, not, like, especially, it would be different if we had all, like, if the majority of people in Northern Ireland had voted to leave. Mm-hmm you could at least see their reasoning they're like oh these people want to leave as well but they're making it tricky like oh they're making it hard but like we've all voted to remain like Northern Ireland mm-hmm. voted no, majority to remain in the EU so like for this to happen with us really wanted it to happen yeah. as majority is a bit mad it was really to have English, all this hate it was the English photos that pulled Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland into this scenario yeah, why, why can't why can't England simply just leave the UK. What about Wales? Well, well, England, <laughs> England, I forgot about Wales. Oh, they physically separate from. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, do they, like Northern Ireland, Ireland, like Scotland. Yeah, we create a Celtic union <laughs> yeah, just, of all these. <laughs> someone made like a map that was God, that was I just. It, I it. <laughs> it was just like Ireland and Scotland, like on top of each other, like as one country. <laughs> Rory, you had a point you were going to make there. Uh, yeah, I just it's kind of the same thing that Jim was saying, but I'm just I'm sick of people. Um, bitching about Northern Ireland in a very oh boy. no like in, in terms of if you look at Twitter they're like oh god the DUP are so difficult oh they're such a burden oh 
Why can't Sinn Féin just take their seat? Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's my, great. That's my just, pet peeve. It's like, <laughs> it just shows like a complete, time? it shows a complete ignorance yeah. of an entire party's entire existence. It's that, like, like, we, no. Yeah, that, that apathy and just disregard for Northern Ireland and Irish politics in general mm-hmm. is infuriating, especially when this is an issue, as Gina said, that we've voted that we don't want to be part of yeah. this issue. And we keep getting drawn in and then people keep complaining us about us being the problem. And it's really, really, yeah. really, really annoying. It was like that tweet today. Some guy was like, um, I'm like sick of hearing about the DUP. And everyone from here was trying to like, I yeah, see him. Yeah, big mood. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, so, yeah, it must be so hard for you to have lived through these last three years. And yeah. You had to live through these last like, f- like 50 years. 50 years of the DUP. Um, yeah, Jeez. so Ridiculous. Brexit Brexit's still bad. Um, yeah. Nothing's really changed. Boris, Boris Johnson done an oopsie his entire career spoilers um yeah i think we keep forgetting boris johnson also like there's like audio recordings of him like uh, planning to like help a guy assault a journalist in, oh, from, yeah. like, the, like the early 90s and that exists in the world and, and everyone's like all right everyone's like cool yeah boris, is, of boris johnson exists boris, like, boris is funny you know oh he's, no, he's he a funny guy all, oh he's all fun and games whenever he was going on that zip wire with the with the union jacks on his hand oh. but, like oh. I like his, his goofy, I like his goofy hair. Yeah. Oh, that was so weird. Like, but the dude, it's like, that's such a calculated... I think it was like last week tonight with John Oliver had it on where it's like, it's a very calculated character choice. Oh, yeah. It's like I, that's why I was goofy hair and like untucked shirt and mm. like be a bit like sloppy and messy and, you know, throw out like the French and Latin here and there. It's, it's like, because like it's all distraction. I mean, there's a, there's a documentary that shows that uh, Boris Johnson, even in school, when his name was Alexander. It's oh, like, DeFeffel, yeah. Boris DeFeffel Johnson. Yeah. He was he just, actual he name of a human being, but he just wanted to be liked by people. He just presents the image that people most like. He doesn't have any credibility mm. or integrity. He's just like he's almost like a little him. sad. He just wants yeah. people to like him. God, I'm gonna cry now. Don't make me feel sorry for Boris. I can't believe Boris Johnson is just. Oh wow, Boris Johnson, big man. Boris Johnson is just like me. He's just so needy. Like, but is Boris Johnson a political sad boy? Oh my god, he's just a soft boy. He's just looking for. Twitter is just like soft boy. We're gonna find something. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Why has he done this? I don't know. But there was like a photo or a video or something, and it was one of his like aides, I think. Um, he was about to like go on stage and do something, and it shows her like pulling his hair up, like to make it sort of stand up and like hairspraying it to make it look. Like a mess. Mm-hmm. So like, it's it's not even like that normally. Like, see if he just rolled out of bed and his hair was like that, and he was like, "All right," you'd be like, "This is me." Fair enough. Be, you're, oh, just, okay. you're just a bit of a tramp. Well, I mean, but it's the it's the thick of it. Like nothing. Yeah, it's nothing that we see. We aren't meant to see. Exactly. Yeah. You've so seen behind. We, you know, we've all we know we haven't yet seen behind the magic curtain yet. He's still like it, this ruse is like still still happening and still up and about. Um. um yeah. So Brexit bad. Glad we covered. Glad we covered that. Let's move up from one steaming. Um, flaming point? mess. I didn't have a point. I, 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 just mess. I looked over to you and you were like, oh. <laughs> I thought, I'm, get I'm just like, um, flaming mess. Yeah, let's move from one um, on fire dumpster to like another entire country on fire, um, metaphorically. Uh, Donald Trump. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it seems like there's been a lot that's happened. RE, Senor Trump. Um, El Presidente. El Presidente. Well, now officially we've got uh, impeachment proceedings are like officially started. Am I right in saying like they've we've kind of Um, called for they've officially called for impeachment proceedings. Yeah, Yeah. Nancy Pelosi gave a uh, give a speech 
within the last two weeks being like, yeah, we're going to go forward with impeachment. Um, All of the Democratic candidates, Joe Biden took his time. But he eventually turned around and said, um, "Yeah, we should do." Joe's got to let him take some time and survey the land, and you know, make sure, make sure that I'm going to make sure I'm doing the right way, thing here. What way is the political wind blowing? He just comes in. He's like, "All right," oh, and that's all right, it. All he right, just needs right. Obama's opinion before he can. Decide he's got to so. consult Obama. Barack. Obama? He has to go speak Obama? to Barack. He needs to go speak to his friend Barack. Just um, by the way, did you know he was his vice president? Um, the here was a year ago today that we met Nancy Pelosi. Really? Well, there anniversary. Anniversary of our. Oh wow! Happy anniversary. Happy yeah. anniversary, me and Nancy Pelosi. She tweet her. Hello, Nancy. Do you remember, Happy anniversary. Remember me from last year? <laughs> her. Do you remember? Have you seen uh, that video of um, Rihanna meeting that fan in Monaco? And she's like, "Do you remember me from Monaco?" And she's like, "Yes, I remember." She's like, uh, "Do you remember that bracelet I gave you?" Yes, I still have it. That's like us with people Pelosi. Remember that conversation we had about Galway? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that Apple Watch you were wearing? So like, my guy. Very cool. Anyway. Cool. Trump. Trump. Um, yeah, so he's kind of been on a bit of a tear recently in What's the Middle new? East. Uh, you know, he, he's kind of been... It's been interesting to see because it's like... The US has not had a great a great track record in the Middle East. No. Way. Uh, no. In the same way, almost every white European country has not had a good track record in the Middle East. Yeah. Please stay um, away. But but again, again, more, uh, more recently... Um, it seems like Trump has completely abandoned the Kurds in Syria um, and kind of allowed Erdogan now to uh, entirely not, uh, continue with this weird land grab invasion um, and kind of target Kurdish civilians and all this sort of awful stuff. Um, yeah, what do we think? Is this is this kind of gone to the point where like like America can't really do can't really continue to let this happen? Should like impeachment stuff like start in real earnest now? I mean, like, here's the thing. Someone had put up a video a couple of days ago um, about what impeachment proceedings would look like because it's only happened... Well, officially, uh, impeachment's only happened four times. Uh Um, Two of them actually went to the Senate for a vote and then they were, like, no one was impeached ever. Mm -hmm. So, like, this is the first time it's going to be happening. Um, The election is just over a year away. Mm -hmm. How long is it going to take them for them to get, like, evidence together to Mm -hmm. go to the committees to go to House hearings, to go to Senate hearings. Like, it's going to take a long time. Yeah. Um, I get it. I get that um, the president should be held to account for his actions. And, like, he has done some really horrible things, especially with, like, Ukraine and Joe Biden and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, is, is there a point in certain impeachment proceedings now? Because, mm-hmm. like... Is it symbolic? You know, because yeah. the impeachment yeah. of the impeachment of, like, Nixon yeah. was pretty symbolic where he just ended up resigning and leaving before... But he would never resign. Oh, no. Never resign. I think it's definitely symbolic. Like, it can't be anything more than that. I don't think they'll ever be able to impeach him. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you take down the American president, America as a society will be outraged. Like, it'll... There's so yeah. many There's so many Americans you see on, like, Vox Pops and interviews um, where they're like, do, what do you think of Syria? And they're like, oh, it's terrible. It's, I can't believe this has happened. They're like, but would you still... Back president, like yeah, yeah, he's my president. But yeah, like people are so committed to the office yeah, of it's, president. It's so, like, like the the office itself is almost symbolic. Yeah. So trying to remove him f- from it mm-hmm. is yeah. always going to be symbolic. It's never going to actually achieve anything. And the fact that he's been impeached because um, he had a conversation and he was kind of encouraging someone to look into a political, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not because he basically led 
like a dictator to kill thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he sexually assaults women, or yeah, like it should know, it should have happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Go ahead. Like the, it should have it should have happened a long time ago. Like people people have been talking about impeaching Trump for the longest time. I think it's weird because it's like I think the Democrats have been waiting to do it like in a way in which they can prove that he has broken like the oath of office to the executive and like the actual like the legalistic ways in which he's broken it rather than just being a grade A arsehole. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's more than just that. It's more it's more about like okay how can we legally take him to essentially the Senate court yeah. which is what they'll then create um, and how can we actually make sure that he's legally removed from office you know yeah. so it's, it's about respecting like the term of impeachment as well so mm-hmm. like if people were calling for him to be impeached at the very start it's like well there's no legal yeah, yeah like yeah. he hasn't actually yeah exactly yeah. Um, and that was the whole yeah. thing with the Mueller report and everything like that and then yeah. it came through that like it, well it was kind of like recommended that you know hey we haven't found anything, but there still might be... Well, it's, it's like... But then Bill Barr, the Attorney General, was criticised because basically he was very selective with what he pulled yeah. out of Miller's report when he, you know, he's like, well, you know, it gave me no direct recommendations. So, you know, presence clear. It's like, actually, if you read into the full... Because then that's why the whole push to publish the full text yeah. was. Because like, if you actually read into the full text, he says you know, our purview was very narrow. Like, we were only supposed to investigate this very specific thing, and we had no legal right to look at anything else. Yeah. And it was kind of, as you said, we were saying, it was like, if you did happen to look at the things we weren't allowed to look at, I'm sure you would find something that you'd find very interesting. You know, that kind of like, hmm, I'm not saying you do it, but, you know, if you did it, you might find the things you're looking for there, you know, yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, you can't throw the, ro- uh, throw the term impeachment around, and then, yeah. like expect people to like it's like boy who cried wolf like you can't be like oh we want to impeach the president it's like well are you actually going to do it or like mm. that's, that's kind of a, an issue too much with American uh, legislative politics is that certain things are like taboo you can't say it unless you're going to completely do it you can't say uh, you can't say that person's racist unless you can legitimately prove that they are racist you can't say that uh, we should bring them up for impeachment unless you can legitimately bring them up for impeachment yeah like it's yeah, but it's like as you're saying, it's like symbolic to take the president out yeah. of office. So like, it has to be a symbolic thing to be like, hey, impeach this guy to fuck, like get him out of there as fast as you can, and like because there's no like legal ground mm. to be like, oh, he's 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 a dick, get him out. It's like you, yeah, you can't, can't be kicked out of job for being a dickhead. Yeah, and like because you know, he tweets like the most ridiculous thing. So like, you have to have. You know, if you're going to threaten something as, like, big as impeachment, you've got to have the backing. But, like... I think that's why Pelosi has waited for so long. Yeah. Because she's been, like... There's been multiple times where, like, certain senators or... No, no, certain members of uh, Congress have turned around and been like, I think it's down to impeachment. Pelosi's like, um, not yet. Yeah. And then, not yet, not yet, not yet. And then I think it got to a point where, like, so many of the party, um, like, loyal, like, faithful were like, it needs to happen. We need to get the ball rolling because I think they are aware that... Uh, the elections are coming up next year. We need to get something here. We need to sh- prove at least something. We need to be able to. Do you think that it's for election campaigns more than? Well, I think if I think they they know that it's probably not gonna. As Jess said, it's not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to get the whole impeachment process done in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, that really requires to completely clear the schedule. It also requires like a cooperative house, and I'm while. And Senate, well, Senate more importantly, yeah. yeah but like, you know, the the, the, the Democrats are like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're pretty confident we get it through this, the House. But then when you get to the Senate, you're having to rely on, you know, people like 
um, like Lindsey Graham, who've yeah, been. You have to rely on Mitch McConnell to bring it to the Senate. Well, Mitch, yeah, Mitch McConnell, but he that. said it won't. Like he's categorically come out and said an impeachment proceeding will not reach the floor of the Senate. Yeah. You know, so he he's already said, and this is even like this is such a mental thing to me, right? Because it just shows that McConnell and the 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 um the RNC like leadership. Um, and the Republican Party leadership are so in bed with the president, which is such a completely, yes, the president represents a party, but it's almost like once he's in office, mm-hmm. you need to then completely separate yourselves yeah. because now it's like he's so in bed with them, like no matter what Trump will do, people like people like uh, Mitch McConnell will not um, vote against it. But it's been interesting, like, if you hear the rhetoric after Syria, it, it seems like um, people like Lindsey Graham and Trey Gowdy, who are like ultra right-wing are now suddenly saying, well, hold on, now this stuff's affecting our national security because it's come out like Trump um, had publicly talked about, confirmed the fact that there are 50 nuclear weapons stationed within Turkey. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it had been a policy for the entirety of the existence of nuclear weapons in the United States that they never confirmed yeah. the presence of nuclear weapons in an area outside of the US. Mm-hmm. And Trump has officially confirmed that. And the, apparently generals are going absolutely mad because this is like, you're not, well, you're not so endangering nu- uh, US assets abroad. And yeah. the thing is now you're giving a foothold to Russia. You know, So my big point was like, if you're a red-blooded American, said, I'm a diehard patriot, I support the constitution, I support America uh, against our enemies. And if you're saying that Russia is your enemy, and you know, that's a fair point, considering like Russia interfered in your elections, the European elections, and the British elections, um, and they have for quite some time been an enemy enemy of America. All of a sudden, you're now siding with a guy who's let Putin walk into the Middle East and gain that foothold within within two very uh, what's the word? Very like sort of um, not weak but very like fertile countries for um, influence mm, you know you look vulnerable. at yeah very yeah, vulnerable. vulnerable like you know you look at turkey who have bought um s400 web uh, missiles from from russia like deviating away from their traditional u.s suppliers mm-hmm. who are now buying russian supplier uh, supplies you look at what um uh you know syria has been doing with putin they now have a basically a f- full control or much more manipulative control over um, Assad in Syria. So it's like Trump has basically just given away the control at least that America had there and now, and it's it's healed by some people, it's like, oh, you know, he's tough on Putin, he's tough on Erdogan, it's like, it's absolutely not, it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's letting them get away with everything. 100%. Did anyone see that letter he... Oh, yeah. That was leaked oh, last night. Don't like, be a tough guy. Absolute nightmare. Is that real? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah it was confirmed. Because it, it was um, Maggie Haberman from the New York Times like, tweeted, it's like, this is real. This isn't a joke. This is like so, this is a real thing. It's fantastic. Like It's like the last line oh, is my, my favorite, favorite thing. But we talked about it. We talked it's about like, other, other stuff as well today that he called the Italian pre- uh, president. Now, bear in mind, Italy, you know, it, its history can be traced back three, three and a half thousand years. You know, it's one of the... Uh, one of the uh, birthplaces of like direct democracy, pizza. all this, and Jeez. and you know, and it is al- it is also <laughs> it, it is also you know the play- the birthplace of cheese, and in that in Just that like thought, thought present cheese like mama used to make President <laughs> Obama called the Italian <laughs> president President Mozzarella. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to his face. I mean, fair. <laughs> and the translator was like, 
Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> did I translate? Th- th- this is mad. This is the first time I've ever read this. It's I great. Didn't, I didn't read it. it f- feel free to read it out because it's insane. I it's don't, I fantastic. Don't um, read out the crazy bits because it, uh, which is the entire letter. It's oh in, no, I can read the this entire is a letter because like, it's like three lines. And long. you know, you know, he didn't write that. You know, he had to sit down and like, <laughs> take that to someone, and a human being had to listen to the president of the United States write that. But it also, it also shows that like. <laughs> Because uh, we were talking about Boris Johnson is reprojecting a certain image. Trump is trying to present the same image that he's in control. That he took, um, he took soldiers out of that area. It leads to war. He could then, because he's so powerful and so great, can go back in, threaten the Turkish of ruining their economy mm. or whatever. It's he's now he claimed. He's now like in the last like hour claimed like responsibility for like the ceasefire. Oh God! Yeah, yeah it's Mike like is saying that uh, they're going to stop the Turkish fighting basically. So now with with no troops in the area, you can't. How can you stop it? They took them all out like yeah. yesterday. Didn't all they? troops are gone. But there are people though that will see that Trump is so powerful that he can start a war and end a war. Mm. But like, did you see? Um, it was on the news last night. It was um, Trump was was talking about like what was happening in Turkey and Syria, and he was like saying something along the lines of like, "Oh, well, that's not America. I feel like we shouldn't be involved in those regions," which is why I took the troops out. Like they're they're at war, but that's not like anything to do with us. Like, they're, they're at war, but, like, that's what they do, sort also of thing. They armed the Kurdish army. Yeah. They like, trained and then armed just and then yeah. just abandoned them. Bye. <laughs> we out of here. They're like, have fun. <laughs> I'm ahead out. Uh, you all want to read this letter? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Read it. Read it, read it for sorry, the Sorry, is that his signature? That's his signature. It is just... But he, he seems why really, do you do that? He read his signature in a Long. Sharpie. Yeah, it's like... It's like... It's like... It's like... It's It's like written in crayola crayon. It's like just... It's just like his handprint. You know, like kids do nursery. Like a dog's paw print. <laughs> you know, you know, there's some woman from Texas that has this t- tattooed on her. Absolutely. You know it. Absolutely. The whole, what, the whole letter? The whole letter. <laughs> me, it's me, it's me next week. Can I get that on my back? <clears throat> Dear Mr. President, let's work out a good deal. You don't want to be responsible for slaughtering thousands of people, and I don't want to be responsible for destroying the Turkish economy, and I will. <laughs> I've already given you a little sample with respect to Pastor Brunson. I have worked hard to resolve, or, sorry, I'll take it again. I have worked hard to solve some of your problems. Don't let the world down. You can make a great deal. General Maslum is willing to negotiate with you, and he is willing to make concessions that they would never have made in the past. (laughs) I am confidently enclosing a a copy of his letter to me, just received. <laughs> Just received. <laughs> Sorry. Final point. History will look upon you favorably if you get this done right and it, it, it get this done the right and humane way. It will look upon you forever as the devil. If good things don't happen, don't be a tough guy. Yes. Don't be a fool. I will call you later. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, sort of like an X at the end. Why is a letter? And then just like... And they're like, call me. Dear <laughs> Slim, I wrote to you, but you still ain't gone. <laughs> oh my God. It's funny because he could have taken the same letter and just addressed it differently and sent it to Boris Johnson. It's insane. I'll it's call you later. I'll call you later. I'll call you later. Don't be a tough guy. Don't, wait Don't be a fool. <laughs> be soft and emotionally later. vulnerable. You know, let me in. Let me through that hard exterior. Be a fellow soft boy like me. I'll join the trend. Um, yeah. So Trump, another steaming pile of pile of crap, garbage, pile of steaming hot pile of crap, um, dirty dooku, dirty dooku, dirty dooku, dirty dooku. Oh, can we talk about it just before you go off Trump? Mm-hmm. I tried to Jeremy Kyle what? his way out of the American <laughs> immunity 
There was. Have you heard the? Oh, oh shit! Yeah, the the Harry Dunk the Harry Dunk case. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Holy god! Did, you, so did you hear? Did you hear? Like he basically was like, oh, she's in the other room. She, <laughs> like, so the, the I've woman, got your wife in the next room. The, the <laughs> woman, the woman who killed their son. He was like, oh, she's room. she's in the next room. If you want to go see her, he's like. I think we'll pass on that side. Do you want to go meet your son's killer? <laughs> She's not quite. You sure? You're not going to be able to prosecute her because you know I said so. But you know you can go see her. He's like, please do it. All the cameras are here. Isn't that go on, mental? Let the healing, get, go on, go on, check. Let the let oh. the healing come in. He's I'm like, if, if you don't if you don't see the killer, then I've just wasted all this money on the studio audience. And they turn around and it's like a whole like room like applause. <laughs> the, the Jimmy Kimmel audience. They're clapping anything. They're literally clapping anything. Hello. It's insane. I completely forgot, but that, that diplomat killed a 19-year-old on a bike, and then it was just like... Diplomat's wife. A diplomat's wife, sorry, killed a 19-year-old on a bike, and then it was like, I'm going to yeet. And then it was like, I'm not coming back. And they're like, Bye. you actually don't have any diplomatic community yet. You have to come back. She's like, nah. I'm good. And then Trump was like, I'll invite them over and see if we get what we get. And it's like, I don't know what he was hoping to achieve there, because there's no way you'd want to see... He never told them that... Uh, that she was in the old switcheroo. Like, in a reverse car. <laughs> Pick up five, please. He, like, he, ba- he basically told them, like, summoned them to the White House. Oh then my. Had a discussion with the parents, trying to, like, increase publicity for the case or whatever. Then said, Oh, she's in the other room. Do you um, want to talk to her? And the parents thing. obviously said no. Then and he's like, Oh. We're talking to, the, uh, talking to the press, explaining why they didn't want to talk to the woman who killed their son. Yeah. Shock. Um, he asked. He asked them like two or three times. That's what the guy said in the what, press conference. Do you know what Trump said afterwards? He was like, "Oh, they missed an opportunity for a beautiful woman." Um, <laughs> did I? Did I make this up? Right. I was driving home last night, and I had the radio on, and they were talking about like this. I think they were talking about that on the radio, mm-hmm. and um, they had said something like Trump was like almost trying to defend it or something. Like he was talking about. He was like, "Oh, oh people." He was like, "People have car accidents all the time." Basically, I don't know if that has, was true. This is the but only man in, who's got the power in the world to physically send like U.S. marshals to her house yeah. and bring her back, and it's just like, oh well, he missed. What a, what a sad thing. It's like, he's like, oh yeah, boy. oh yeah, people die all the time. There was like a press Trump. conference he did last week, and he was asked about it, and he was like, um, oh, his exact words were hilarious. It was like, um, not hilarious. It's a very tragic story, but like the way he presents himself is just the funniest thing in the whole world. Where he was like. Yeah, you know, it's a it's an awful sad story, but you know, she was driving on the right, wrong side of the road, and these things happen. I think that's what, what I heard. I think that's what I heard. But what? they were playing it yesterday on the radio. Hard done. Oh that's my insane. god! Insane. Like trying to justify that sort of stuff is madness. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Not to say I've ever done it, but it happens. I've done it. What? Well, let's <laughs> what? Who said that? What? On, <laughs> on that dreadful note, let's oh move god. to another equally shit scenario. Oh well, what a great recap episode, Michael! Thank you so much for taking us. Well, do you know what? If if things were better, this would be a much more uplifting uh, episode. Um, let's move on to Stormont and oh. the lack the lack thereof. Um, Can we nod? Let uh, I'd like to nod. I would like yeah, to not to discuss. What? 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 Shut the fuck up! There's a video right of Trump. He's explaining the Syrian like situation, and he's like, "Oh, but it uh, can be fixed." And he's like, "But it's all right. There's loads of sand in Syria that they can play with." <laughs> what? And this is a direct like reaction of her. Oh, that's the Italian translator. Yeah. What's wrong with bigger? Play. 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 Yeah, but uh, lots of sand. <laughs> oh, oh my her, gosh! Her, she's like, "What?" She's just so shocked. 
She she's literally the human definition of scoozy. She's like, <laughs> it's scoozy. Cool, she's Italian as well. <laughs> yeah. she's that was the joke. That was the joke. James. <laughs> oh! <laughs> You're welcome for that. Oh, thanks for uh, the headphone users. Um, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> oh my god, this fucking uh, Syria quote. may have some help with Russia, and that's fine. They've got a lot of sand over there, so there's a lot of sand they can play with. Let them fight their own wars. What are they going to have a sand Replace war? Replace Syria with nursery. I think I think he thinks they're all losing, like guys in Star Wars that like just go. <laughs> the, sand, the Tusken Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, can we replace all of the weapons with sand, and then just throw sand at each other? Is that how wars work? I reckon he meets him. He's like, this is amazing. I can understand them. They're not just. I just, <laughs> I can just imagine him there, just like rolling around in the sand. It's so sad. He's like, oh my god, so much sand. I've never seen this much sand it's, in my life. It's crazy, just the attitude he has. God. Right, moving on to crazy attitudes. Storming. Uh, it's uh, been uh, what? No, but it got one thousand and like six days. Yes, lots. Oh, on Monday was a thousand days. So, so thousand and four. Thousand and four days since we've had a functioning assembly or executive. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, boys and girls. Thousand um, fourth day anniversary. Yeah, but then oh in other news related to Stormont, um, come Monday, nice. um, we'll officially have. Um, Parody same sex marriage and abortion legislation. And 30 random MLAs. Uh, oh, yeah. And 30 dudes in a room, apparently. Because <laughs> uh, 31 now. They've got a new. Uh, oh, another yeah, one of 30 the, oh. dudes in Claire Stockton. Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh, uncomfortable for Claire, unfortunately, in that one there. So. She'd feed right at home. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I think we'll. Yeah. It, I think we'll explain, try and explain what's going on. So we haven't had. You know, storm with the exact same since um, since we last recorded, but now we've had um, abortion legislation and same-sex marriage legislation passed by Westminster, yeah. which I think July some people yeah, which, which I think mm-hmm. some people are turning around saying it's anti-democratic um, that it was passed without the consent of the assembly. Do you want know what's anti-democratic? Mm-hmm. Not actually having an assembly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For three years. So. <laughs> <laughs> So what's your thoughts? Like, what's your thoughts around? Like, is it anti-democratic? Is it? Is it just? Is it just simply high time that we all, we've all actually got the legislation that like Northern Irish women and uh, LGBT people have been demanding for, and everyone else that's kind of been supporting as allies. Jesus Christ! We like, want laws. We we don't have a government. We do not have a functioning like government here. How do they expect us to live? Without like having like legislation passed here that is gonna like enhance the the lives of Northern Irish people, um, too right that it came from Westminster. That's mm-hmm. what they're there for at the end of the day. Yep. Like every, you know, every uh, government in the UK has their own like devolved government, or every every region, sorry, every region in the UK has their own devolved government. Um, they're there to act on regional powers, but in the in the case that they are not up and running, we go back to Westminster. Um, there's been talk about direct rule for ages, and Karen Bradley ruled it out. Um, who was before her? Whoa, James uh, Brokenshire. James yeah. Brokenshire, yeah. Can, can, and then got throwback. Remember oh. Karen Bradley? Oh Does anyone remember Karen Bradley? Was she the Secretary of State whenever? Yeah, but yeah. Boris yeah. Johnson. Just yeah. Well, the big thing. Do you remember? Do you remember she tried to organise like a drinks reception, <laughs> right? And, and this is in on, on the island of Ireland. And she couldn't get one person to attri- attend her drinks reception. Free, 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 free drinks. Free open bar. And everyone knows that was like, oh, I'm washing my hair. <laughs> Even Steve Aiken, who's got no hair. I'm washing my hair that night, sorry. Sorry, so I'm sick that day. Um, yeah, but it's like, that's, Westminster's there to act as like, 
the fallback option. It's like the people, the people that are saying it's anti-democratic are the people who are like in support of, well, not all of them, obviously, but like people who are like relatively in support of like Westminster working with us, like who want to be part of the union. Yeah. Like, because like if you look at it, it's like all these people that are coming back into the assembly to try and prevent these things coming into law. A lot of them are like DEP, aren't they? Like a big proportion of people who signed the petition are DEP. We've seen all of a sudden the pro-life movement have just gone into overdrive in terms of pushing politicians Mm. to call for the yeah to call for this like both lives matter and um, precious life are all pushing for. all of a sudden, now they care about returning the assembly to oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to function. You know, getting an executive backup around. It's like, hmm, mm-hmm. mm. nice. It is a it is it's a wonderful day, and it's finally a great day in Northern Irish history because we really don't get a lot of them. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's really embarrassing that we as a state are so far behind. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what it's like whenever you got in trouble in school and your mum had to come in? <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> like, and, like, and argue your corner because yeah. you're, like, you're a child and can't do it. And exactly. You, well, mum, I hold my hand. Like, and you're like sitting in the corner time. crying. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like your mum coming in and being like, oh, I think you should do this. And you're like, yes. You're like, right, fair yeah, enough. Because it's, it's just like right. basic human rights that we've like prevented people having and the majority of the places in the Western world all have these things and we just don't. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it just feels really embarrassing. It, also, <coughs> it feels weird kind of patting ourselves on the back and being like, look how progressive and wonderful we are. Yeah. When we're so... When we keep it So far behind. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic, obviously. You're completely right. I think it's fantastic that we've... Uh, now, we're now... Well, come Monday, we'll be in line with like all like most of the other places in Europe. But it's like, it's, it is embarrassing that it's had to come in this way. Um, even though it seems like when you speak to most people, most people are like, yeah, I've no, I've no issue with same-sex marriage. I've no issue with abortion being treated as like a healthcare issue as it should be. Um, and yet we've just lagged behind so much because our political establishment just are not mature enough to deal with it like that. And there's too many, uh, like they're beholden to too many other organisations. Like religion is too deeply ingrained in our politics here. So. I don't know. It's fantastic, as you say, right? It's fantastic on one hand, but on the other hand, it's like, oh, God, yikes, it took this long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the abortion legislation in Northern Ireland is going to be the most liberal in the UK. Yeah. Which is insane. That's yeah, it's going to be the criminal Literally, here. from the sublime to the surreal. Yeah. Um, so when we were talking to someone last night, she was saying that it looks like um, if you were to take a pill... Um, yeah, it wouldn't be treated it as a would, crime yeah, yeah so then if you went to the doctors the doc- there would be no obligation the doctor wouldn't, wouldn't be under any obligation to report you to the police yeah. which is mental that a doctor like could you imagine a 14 year old girl goes with a crisis pregnancy and the doctor's like I legally have to call the police on you yeah like mm-hmm. I have to now call the police and you've committed a crime that you go to prison for years for what for that I that's wonder insane what's gonna happen though to like the people that that has happened to like the people who have went to prison like it's the same sort of thing you know like, there, has there I don't know if there ever has right been anyone like the, the, the there's Sari Sari yeah. is that Sari Yurt or the I'm other not, I'm not sure no remember that a couple of years ago oh, was, was it the mum that procured yes, yeah but the, the, the so the interesting thing is it's not the it's not the individual being punished it's the mother being punished for procuring yeah that the the abortion tablets yes so she's on probation for three years so is that gonna be like are they gonna take that off and be like, no, yeah, that it's legal. Like, so. like they would I assume to. you'd have to ex- apply to have that expunged if it's no longer yeah. a, a crime. But you then know? it's like the same sort of thing that, like, in America, you know, countries, no, not countries, states that would, um, like, legalise weed. 
then like there's still loads of people in jail mm. for like offenses yeah, for related possession. to that. Yeah, for like, possession even. So like, is it going to be the same sort of thing where you're having to deal with like all these people have it like maybe on the record mm. saying that they like they have a criminal record because of something like that? Like, is that just wiped? Like, I don't know. I, I think, think they would have to. Uh, yeah, either that or again, you would have to apply to go to court and have that record taken yeah, away you yeah. know it's it, i don't know that's a very that's a good question it leaves a lot of i think the big thing is it then creates so many more like other questions yeah um but it'd be interesting yeah. to see how it's all implemented because i know there have been like a couple of nurses come forward and say like i would rather resign than than be part of this and it's like okay good that's okay that, well it's, it's one of those things where it's like okay Bye. that's cool that that's your opinion but you know you're a nurse uh, that is your job and if you're not comfortable doing that you shouldn't be doing that job then yeah and it's like harsh mm-hmm. but you know you can stick your finger up someone's ass yeah like, you can literally pull, <laughs> you, you would can, rather do that you can pull out like <laughs> objects people have put inside themselves but you know if you want if you want an abortion What's no that's on? against my morals yeah, yeah sorry what, can I just what, say what the, the, scoop, the, yeah, the, yeah, the scoop has become a much more spicy uh, addition the second time round Roy's just shaking his head in the corner <laughs> that's not the good Roy Christian it's not the good Christian podcast I left at us now that we've uh, touched upon um, no, no, no. Let's let's then look at our world is burning. Please stop. Um, so uh, recently we've had like I don't know since were extinction rebellion a thing when we bef- yeah. before we finished they were a thing. They started in their protests in like March maybe May. Were they so, the ones that got naked in the yeah. yeah. Okay, so we were yeah. So they they got naked in the house in the house of Commons. Um and now they've really stepped up a gear. Um, yeah, and people are like getting annoyed that they're inconveniencing their day. Which yeah, baffles me. It's interesting because, like, so like it's a protest. It's meant to disrupt your day. Like, Don't be like, oh, I, I, I got more opinion. What, what about people? Who have like no money and are like a, yeah. A so the, this, is, this is the point I think a lot, of, a lot of people in in on Twitter have been raising. It's like, okay, we get that the whole point is to disrupt things to bring attention to stuff. But like, if you're disrupting public service and public transport, where those in society that actually have the least are now being like delayed to work, mm. and that might end up having a consequence in their like, appointment, as opposed to like tackling the billionaires who you know, you know, you've got things like um, private. Uh, private plane airports in, in across England and London why aren't they targeting mm-hmm. the billionaires and millionaires that use those yeah. um, where you know you've got things like a, like a green uh, a new green deal would have tackled specifically those billionaires and millionaires that can contribute more to ending things like the, uh, the climate emergency. So, yeah. I would say two things just to jump ahead of Jess um, <laughs> one I I disagree with them today. Today they were on top of uh, trains and disrupting people who were trying to get work in one of the most like socio-economically difficult difficult parts of London. Mm-hmm. Um, but they weren't definitively extinction rebellion people. They weren't wearing marked jackets or anything. So people are arguing that it wasn't definitely extinction mm-hmm. rebellion they were doing it. It was just people trying to misrepresent the movement. Mm-hmm. And secondly, whenever the bar- whenever the world. Um, resources are shortened the people who will be affected most are the middle and lower classes so the argument would be to annoy them and stimulate them into movement to then put pressure on the minority who would be the upper and richer parts of society I agree with you that it's massively inconveniencing and making their lives difficult but this thing is inevitably going to make people's lives difficult 
we should be targeting the rich and the powerful and all that kind of stuff. But like the other day um, in London, they just made it illegal to protest mm. in London. Yeah, that's that's kind of mental, isn't it? You can't really do that. Like you can't demonstrate at all in the city of London. Yeah, like what? Really? Yeah. 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 The section is, is, is a, it's a it was like section Yeah, the the met the met the met uh, put out a section fourteen, which essentially bans organisations from congregating and demonstrating in a geographic area and they made the geographic area all of London but that's the thing is the, the way to overcome that is by mass protest mm-hmm. yeah and is there a clear definitive best way to bring about mass protest well um I would I would like to say something about this um I woke up this morning and seen that story about um the two people on the train and it really annoyed me for some reason mm-hmm. like I, I like sat in my bed for like 20 minutes was late to class because I was so angry God. about it. Um, what? It's just be like, angry on drive, Jess. I can't. I can't. I have to sit down. No. So here's late for classics. <laughs> rebellion annoyed me in London. <laughs> <laughs> pissed me off. No. What What annoys me is like these whole like that stunt this morning is like inherently like classist nature, oh, right? Yeah. It like targets people from like working class, middle class who are trying to get to, to work, right? Yeah. And essentially like disrupting them and I know your point uh, and it's a good point but like people don't see the long term mm-hmm. they never see the yeah. long term yeah. so like inconvenience that inconveniencing them like short term um, is gonna like turn them against yeah. their cause especially Londoners start. yeah Londoners exactly. are like a family of work I'm tell you but against rich people as well but like so what, what can what can middle and lower class people do like people who don't really have good well, like well, people, middle people to can't low afford jobs. people who can't afford to be late to their job because if yeah. they're late to their job, they lose their job. Like what? What can what can individual people do to really make a big impact in stopping what's happening? Yeah. Like if we should be targeting, I think like fossil fuel companies, like companies that are still using fossil fuels regularly instead of renewable energy. Would, would a company like BDS not be more? Um, not be more appropriate for I those kind of companies, you know. Yeah, like what they're trying to do makes sense. Like you do need mass protests. You do need a lot of people against it, but like with the movement because it's going to affect everyone. I I agree uh, that we should be targeting people who have more influence. But I think that's the thing we're arguing about is the people who are lower class, middle class have less societal, greater sweeping, changing influence. Yeah. But you were saying, Jess, that whenever you affect someone they only think of the short term yeah. I'm going to be half an hour late for work I'm going to be blah, 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 blah. rich people think the same way mm-hmm. humans all yeah. think the same way yeah. it's trying to get the message across that there is no difference between someone who's lower class and middle class than someone who's rich that yeah. you are going to be affected by the short term but you yeah. should think about it long term but you're targeting people that are lower middle class like that's what I'm saying is like these protests are like targeting like you know like charter airlines mm. like Fly B last last week city airport it was um, delayed uh, because of Fiction Rebellion climbing on top of the plane mm. um, like that's just like people trying trying to get like uh, what what drove me insane as well was that like they targeted trains like that's yeah. like the best way. Yeah, <laughs> one of the most eco-friendly ways well, to travel in London, I, like that, and then like you know you can argue about like the carbon footprint and stuff of planes, but mm. like how else can know, you travel? I agree. Like, I, like I, I do agree, and I'm, I'm trying to defend them because I think it is a really 
it's a really difficult thing they're trying to do. Yeah. The fact that we're talking about it, in it definitely at is. all is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the thing I keep coming back to is that it is a loose movement. Yeah. It's not clearly defined as these are this is what this is how we do the thing, this is how we do the thing. They just have three motives of we need to get the message out, people need to understand and we need to change. Yeah. Um so obviously there's gonna be splinter groups of we're gonna go clear ourselves yeah. to Queen's gates. It's the same of every campaign. Like yeah. the start of every campaign has to start somewhere. Mm. You don't have clear like motives or objectives. You have an overall desire that you want to change that's what I'm saying is like that people will off. get too fixated on this now and I would just try and encourage them to say look I know that this this thing slight bit might be wrong or might be misplaced but it doesn't mean that you need to disregard the whole thing because cl- the climate crisis movement is so close to just being like thrown away anyways yeah because people are saying like but you said you the, the world's on fire and the world's not on fire you're wrong yeah yeah but people are coming out and being like Hey, this is a thing that our politicians should look at. Mm. Like, please, please look at this. And politicians turn around and be like, "Oh, well, we're funded by like big oil farm or big oil companies, so like we're not going to listen to that." Bye. So you need to bring the fight to politics. And in the UK as well, Brexit is just distracting for everything else. Yeah. Like you can't really focus on, like environmental policies because the government just aren't focusing on it at the minute because they're like oh brexit is like everything but they're just trying to like distract i think from the actual issues they're like oh we need to get brexit done but like what about everything else happening what about the world literally on fire exploding what are you going to do about that like why you need to prioritize that over everything else and people just don't really get it but i think you need like it needs to be it needs to be a more forced response to move towards renewable energies i think that's how but like in, it'll happen in all reality people who are rich aren't and people who are rich and own bp and own yeah thing aren't going to change their mind whilst they're still making money and whilst they still have popular support yeah. the way to get them to change is by popular support demanding that they change mm-hmm. how you force that and how you convince people to do that is there's no clear way of doing it mm-hmm. So yes, the train thing has annoyed like three out of four people in this room, but one person out of four is saying, I get what you're trying to do. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's... Well, I, I, I get yeah, what I totally do. understand like what we, they're attempting to do, but it. the manner in which they're going about doing it, specifically even just the area that they targeted, was like, as you said, one of the most deprived socio- uh, socioeconomic areas in London where people are just trying to get to work. And like, obviously don't don't support people like attacking those people getting them off like violence isn't the right response to any of that but you can understand where their 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 anger is coming from because they're like look we would love to do stuff we would love to do practical stuff today but like in the short term we can't afford that and if we lose our short-term ability to bring an income to our families because we were late to work and work we're like well you were late so we went without you or you know Mm -hmm. you lost your job because of that Mm -hmm. um what are you going to be able to do in the long term to stop a climate a climate crisis if you firstly can't provide for your family because a group of protesters decided you weren't going to get to work on time Mm -hmm. i think what they're doing is fantastic like don't get me wrong i just think today's stunt was ridiculous and so you even heard what they said like when you know you had like the spokesperson for extinction rebellion come on and say yeah actually hold their hands up completely uh poorly judged and wrong we ex- terribly executed um like i think they even realized now that, that today was not good yeah they do they do some fantastic things like oh yeah that. definitely like, especially the belfast script like mm-hmm. going into like the city council halls mm-hmm. 
um, whenever they held that uh, oh, the motion about yeah. yeah that sit in great yeah. like things like that should happen and like encouragement of that but like going about and like actively targeting areas that really at the end of the day shouldn't be targeted I mean mm-hmm. yeah um, there, there, there will be stops and starts with it like yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago it wasn't as reported but um, Extinction Rebellion were going in their shops playing like drums and stuff oh was that in in Fremont in the people who have sensory um, yeah sensory sensitivities sensory sensitivities is a difficult thing mm. to say um, but you're not paying attention to those kind of people you're just disrupting people you're yeah. just annoying people you're not actually getting a message across and it's yeah. also targeting people again I'll go back to the class thing it's like people shop in Manny's because that's like the only clothes that they can afford and it's fast fashion and all that stuff I get it right mm. and I get that like fast fashion's bad mm-hmm. and like the slave um, and child labour laws are awful right and the carbon footprint and the carbon yeah. footprint bad right and I get why they're targeting but like going into the shop itself and disrupting people around them I, like I just I just don't understand like target the headquarters like, no, I, no, I, I, I agree with you I just wanted to ask is it classist then to target the richer and upper classes not if they're the ones that can actually influence things yeah. but if you're targeting them by class is it classist but you're not really targeting them by class you're targeting them by the influence they have like people who maybe own companies and are using um, like sources of energy that are like unrenewable mm. By targeting them and putting pressure on them to change the renewable sources, maybe if they're like, um, just say like a chain of restaurants or something, and you find out that they're doing this, mm. and you're like, okay, we're starting a petition, we're going to boycott you, we're going to try and get as many people as we can to not go into your business, and that is successful, then they're like, okay, maybe we should start thinking about changing to renewable sources. Like maybe things like that should happen. Maybe there should be more boycotting of industries that just won't change the way they're acting to try and sway them because they're losing out financially yeah. by not getting any business. So yeah. then they need to change to a way that they can get business, which would be by adopting more like climate friendly procedures. Yeah, the best the best way to target anyone is by their wallet. Yeah, um, no, definitely. At the end of the day, you gotta think about like, if they're gonna lose that money, then they're gonna give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and like people from maybe like a, a lower, um, a lower class background or whatever, like people who are working maybe la- manual jobs or whatever, like they would have, like low rates of pay normally and long hours so they're all they're thinking about is great i have to wake up today and go work for like 13 hours come home go to sleep and then just keep doing that every day so i can pay for my house they don't really i'm sure they would like to focus on the big issues but at the end of the day they're like tired and they have work again and they like they don't they're not the ones that have time to like sit around and think about like how we can change the world yeah which is the working class. Yeah. The working class shouldn't feel like the working class yeah. guilty feel for guilt the because they yeah. can't. They don't have the time that millionaires and billionaires do to, you know, sit on Twitter and go to protests and talk about like, oh, these, you know, for not an awful lot of people, these like um, aloof kind of notions of, oh, not buying, not buying fast fashion or, um, you know, um, not not shopping at a supermarket because of its carbon footprint, but because ultimately when it comes down to and like you know, you ask your mum and dad anything like when you guys were younger about like oh what was the main consideration for your parents it was like oh the cost of things oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like yeah because you know everyone worked to a budget mm-hmm. um and it's like i think that for me i think i had a similar reaction that jess had where i was just like mm-hmm. i get what you're trying to do yeah but it's, you've you've pissed it up the wall here with this one because now you've you just you could see the angry people like you could hear people say we're trying to get to work yeah. like you know I, like it's not that i imagine there's plenty of people in that crowd that were like 
oh, absolutely, yeah, go through a climate crisis and we need to do something about it. But those decisions, for many people, but they believe that that should take place at the policy level. Mm. You should divest from fossil fuels. You should make, your government should be making steps towards moving to re- renewable and um, ethical sources of, like, food production, energy yeah. production, um, like, you know, placing higher, uh, you know, uh, taxes on companies that that um, flout those regulations, yeah, like that sort of stuff. But like you know, I felt like that protest was kind of like poorly judged. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also just wanted to make a point because I was just thinking about that. Um, I think the UK is doing like significantly better at like being like environmentally friendly than like the US is because like. Well, you guys, pull, like, you guys like completely pull out the Paris Accords, you know, like, like yeah, we're just well, like, nah, don't don't want to do you that. You know the way, like, people are, are here are like, oh, well, you know, we, we're all changing, like, plastic straws, and mm. there's a 5P charge on, like, plastic bags. When I was in America over the summer, it was just, like, plastic straws everywhere, mm. um, plastic everywhere. Um, they would, like, I would go for a shop, like, a weekly shop in Walmart, and they would put, like, a packet of noodles in the bag and then give me it and then put like an apple in the bag and give me another yeah. bag. Like, it was insane. Like, and like, you know, all the plastic bottles you have to buy, like, yeah. so like, like, and in a lot of places you wouldn't really drink the tap water because yeah. the water in America isn't great. It's really bad. It's pretty bad unless uh, it's filtered. Uh, uh, Flint, Michigan. Oh, uh, 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 don't even talk about yeah. it. So you'd have to like, if you're doing your weekly shop, you'd buy maybe like, I don't know, like 40 bottles of water. Maybe. Yeah, yeah and all the time. Because you can't refill them. Really, yeah. unless you have, you know, one of those fancy fridges with the filter, or if you have a filter oh, yeah. on, oh yeah, or if you have like a filter on your tap or whatever, filter. yeah, like something like that. But like most people don't, so that's like a family going through like forty plus plastic bottles a week. It's insane. It's it's mad, and like those things are so cheap, like they're yeah. not expensive to yeah. buy, like like a twenty four pack of plastic water bottles but did wrapped the UK, in plastic. Did the UK <laughs> yeah. not like set a record for like the first time? Was it, it was last week for the first time in history? Um, uh, a majority of power was generated, but from renewable resources and not from coal, oil, or gas. Mm. So there is, there like there is, we are moving towards I think a better, yeah. a better position. But I totally get like your point, Rory. It's like it. Um, Rory's is in the plot. Over I know Rory's, Rory's head's going to explode. No, it's totally, totally get. It's totally get. Fast fashion. I totally get. We just don't get it. We just don't get it. We just don't buy off Depop all the time. No, neither do I. But um, <gasps> I don't. Um, How dare you? It's. Good is um, good is a very relative term. Is my issue is that Scotland is the most environmentally forward-thinking country in the UK, mm-hmm. but it's your environmental progressions and policies that it's going to adhere to are still not radical enough to meet the is it IHCC um, temperature regulation that we need for the next twelve years. Mm-hmm. So all these things are like good and better, and we're, obviously we're doing better in America. Because America is just like a whatever pollution black hole. Um, it's good, but it's I don't think it's good enough. Would be my summation. That's why I'm like losing losing my mind a little bit. No, I mean I, I get I get it. Like we've always got to aim further and do better. Yeah, but it's a start, and hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to like make some more contacts with the Extinction Rebellion guys over here and mm. pick their brains and have them on the podcast and we'd be able to like, hmm, okay, here's some issues. Is your movement classist? <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all. Question one. Hey, y'all. Do you hate poor people? Y'all hate working class? And I'm sure they would say no. I'm sure they would say no. Um, I think it's just like oh. sometimes, like today's protest is just pretty just. But, um, yeah, I we've covered all the points I wanted to cover. 
Uh, is there anything you guys want to cover or talk about before we wrap up? I think a new phone. What new phone did you get, you? Um, I got this one that you can unlock with any fingerprint. The Galaxy S10. I got it. Oh, you got the S10? I got the S10. No, wait, it's, no, it's an A10. Uh, or something. Or with your thumb. With you. Oh my god, a phone that unlocks with your phone. I can't I got a new laptop, right? Yeah. You, it has a fingerprint thing on it. Huh? So to unlock my laptop, I just put my fingerprint That's on it. That's pretty cool. Like so that. cool. Oh my god. I feel like, I don't know, like a scientist or something. A tech, a tech guru. <laughs> a tech guru. Hello, I'm Jane Chris Gatton and this is my TED talk. Hello, this is me turning on my computer. Oh. <laughs> it just unlocks. Um, Anything else you guys want to talk about before we, uh, we wrap up this recap episode? No. Can I, can I talk very briefly about the Democratic primary? Boring. Boring. <laughs> yes! American Jess, boss! Jess is quarter to nine at night. I know. I got to drive home, guys. <sighs> I'm Jess, you have, you have exactly... <laughs> One minute. Seven minutes. Oh, Go. Okay, you get, you get seven so minutes. Long. You get seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's a really long time. I just wasn't going to mention it. Okay, you get a minute and a half. Okay, cool. okay thank you. Pitch so, um, over, over the summer... Um, Were you in America? I was, I was in America, yes. Um, while the scoop was on the, re- uh, on the recap, while the scoop was on hiatus, I went um, to Des Moines, Iowa. Nice. Like, God knows. Like. What's, the, what's the corn like in Iowa? Ugh, Did you eat strong. any corn? Strong. I didn't eat any corn. You like didn't eat... It. Strong on corn, strong on the causes what? of corn. Yes. You, you don't like corn? I don't really like corn at all. That much. I would have eaten so much corn. I would have eaten I know. so much. I fucking I love sweet corn. Oh, same. Corn the pot everywhere. Butter. Um, I went there because like it's like Butter the pig. first date that votes in its caucus mm-hmm. in February, February third. Everyone write that on your calendars. This February. And uh, this February twenty twenty. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was working on the Elizabeth Warren campaign. Would you? Sorry, fucking. <laughs> okay. So over the. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, good. Okay. Yeah, on this is going to be horrific. It's going to be horrific, sorry. Sorry, Michael. Yeah, so I, I was in Iowa with the summer working on the Elizabeth Warren campaign, and it has just been insane to see the change over the last, like, three months. Um, would anyone like to discuss the the primary, <laughs> the Democratic primaries with me? Guys, everyone on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bite. Yeah, um, so tell me why Elizabeth Warren's not going to win. Well, she oh. is, so... And that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Thank you so much <laughs> thank for Thank you. A man has expressed his opinion. <laughs> oh, thank you. A man has taken the floor. Once again, thank um, you. What do you think? Uh, like, you know, I think Elizabeth Warren started at a stronger position than she probably is now. I think... She's topping the polls. Bernie Sanders is... Jo- are you fucking what? joking me? Ber- are you Bernie Sanders? Are you joking? Bernie Sanders? I, I think he joking. just had a heart attack. Are you fucking... No, he didn't. He had a stint, but he didn't have a heart attack. He had a stint, and AOC is going to endorse him. Elon Omar is looking like she's going to endorse him. I don't endorsed. No, she says she's going to. Oh, did she say she's yeah, going to? Yeah, and then, and then no. Ellen Omar looks like she's probably going to endorse him as well. So he's mm-hmm. probably got the... But which is kind of upsetting, I think. third. Behind Andrew Yang. <laughs> <laughs> My boy, Andrew Yang. Ah, <laughs> Andrew Yang seems to be topping the polls at 57%. He's so good. Andrew, he's I, no Andrew Yang and Jeb Bush, the ultimate ticket of sad oh, boy... Christ. Sad boy pain. I hope they run as like... A, the third party. I, I think, think that would be hard. I think Andrew like, Yang. I think Andrew Yang would be a good a good um member on someone's um like executive. Like on yeah, like I a think good a good, good a good secretary. A good secretary. Like a good secretary of like innovation and technology would be like good to push forward policy. Yeah. But 
You all see Hillian Castro's really going for that VP spot. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> killing myself. I'm thinking, right, of what you just said, so right, of think. what you just said, right, if Andrew Yang and Jed Bush went <laughs> together and seen right. ticket, it would be Yang Bush. <laughs> Yang, Yang Bush 2020. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Yang Bush. Yang Bush what? 2020. Could what you imagine? You know that image of, like, Jeb where he's like, and yeah, it's when it's that, it's, it's that, it's all yeah. young. <laughs> young Bush. Yeah. Um, Holy Lord. No, I, I, I think there's been a dramatic shift um, over the last, like, three months um, in terms of presidential candidates because Biden was polling at, like, 36% there for, yeah. uh, for a while I was while I was in America. Uncle Joe. Like, he just embarrassed himself by not really knowing anything. Yeah. I think, no. I think do you know what? So I think fashion. a lot of stuff's catching up on Joe. Uh, I think a lot of pre- Kamala Harris bus thing oh. knocked him for oh, yeah. I mean Kamala what Harris is not to me Kamala Harris is not a serious candidate it. anymore yeah, she's oh, no. like single she's, she's single digit numbers like a ca- massive swipe at Biden yeah but like Kamala Harris ground for Cam- like Kamala Harris to take that swipe but she, she will not like after she can't stand on her reputation as a DA because she prosecuted more black men for possession of, of drugs than any other DA in LA's history mm-hmm. and then she comes out saying I'm for the black vote I'm sorry just because you're you know just because you're from that com- community and yet you then lock up more more members of that community and create divided homes within that god white man's having a say today you know but it just it angers me because I feel like um you know, she came out swinging, and then as soon as it was, as soon as her record was put to her, she was like, "Oh, I don't really know what to say anymore." Can I can I ask for someone who's not an uh, American political nerd, as three of you are, maybe two and a half of you are? Hey, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? I have a degree in politics. <laughs> we all American we all have a politics degree. We all got politics degrees. American politics. I did like three politics. We all did modules in American politics. Okay, Multiple? Well, wow, very presumptuous of you. Don't presume my so political three. interest. We're going to cut that from the podcast. <laughs> as for someone who's not as much of a political nerd as the rest of you, um, when does the Democratic candidate get elected? The DNC is happening in Milwaukee. In, on the July 24th to July 27th, 2020. Wow, the fact you, mem- you memorised that is wow. pretty impressive. Yes, thank you. It's my job. So it's <laughs> <laughs> it is my job. <laughs> it's my job. It's my job. Mon- it's Monday the third. The convention is 13th to the 16th. What? Apparently, according to Google, Monday the 13th to th- Thursday the 16th. <laughs> in oh, wait. <laughs> explains a lot. Explains a lot. Poly trip changed from the 24th <laughs> to the 27th. That's fine, that's fine. Okay, okay so, so it's like nine months left. Yeah. So, but sure. there's a lot of campaigning oh to be done. Oh my god, a child can be born in that time? A presidential child. <laughs> a child. And that child <laughs> was president. <laughs> a child. Me. <laughs> Meet Elizabeth Bernie Kamala Yang. Be- beautiful baby Yang. <laughs> you know at the end of Harry Potter when it's like, you were named after four destructors. <laughs> I knew Jeb to the strongest man I know. <laughs> Jeb Bush, he's still here. <laughs> I don't Jeb know where Jeb, go- Jeb Bush gets the libertarian vote. <laughs> Sweeps the nation. <laughs> I need the hesitancy that this. I'm the hesitancy that this nation needs. <laughs> I'm the big um we all want. <laughs> big um, it's like his, his like tagline. The big um. The big um here he comes, the big um. The big um. It's Jeb. Yeah. So February third. Papa Jeff. Papa Jeb rolling the town. Jeb's out. Jeb's out. Jeb's out for Bush. Oh, Christ. Um yeah. so, so what do you so you're very much pitching your your horse to the um 
to the Warren wagon. I think I think she she's gonna do it. You think she's gonna do it? Who's she gonna pick as her VP? It, you think so? Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Is that uh, is that because he appeals to like the Hispanic voter? Or why why is he picking? Um, he used to serve. On Does America wellness. need another centrist? No, they don't. But it appeals to like the blue collar workers. What about? Y'all, y'all why don't we Joe just Biden. why don't we just destroy the system and elect Bernie Sanders? I think we're gonna say why don't we just destroy America? Why don't like, we just destroy America? Vote Andrew Yang. Oh, uh, Andrew Yang, twenty twenty. So many like death threats from like Yang Gang. Yang Gang. What? I can put Yang Gang in the, you know in the comments. Tweeted, do you remember I tweeted something, Michael? And uh-huh. I like tweeted you being like, oh, Yang Gang shit. And some guy added me and was like, wrong. <laughs> was like, As a man, I just expressed this nuanced opinion. Wrong. Yeah, like, all right, change my mind, thanks. I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you think she's going to do it as in she's going to be elected as a And she's going to beat Democratic? And she's going to beat Trump. No, I think if we like uh, Elizabeth Warren, you're handing Trump the presidency. So I think if you elect any Democrat that's running, you're gonna you're handing Trump the presidency. Nah, that's true. Well, he, nah. <laughs> who's not gonna do it? Bernie? I think me? I think Bernie. Bernie's voters are essentially the same the same disenfranchised voters as Trump's were. They're the same two but sides why? of the same coin. Listen, why is it because Warren's a woman? I think it might be woman. Wow. I think it might be because she's a woman. Because wow. she's she's like the same. If well, she's better than Sanders. She has like stronger policies. Tell me one stronger policy. Like all of them. Okay, I'll tell you. She works for her. She can do that. that Bernie has stolen. Oh, oh Bernie oh. has stolen or made it yeah. better. Ultra millionaire tax. Yeah. Okay, for, well, yeah. Any Bernie's been saying tax the rich since like, you know, day yeah, one. But, but yeah, but ultra plan, millionaire. Hey, what plan did Bernie got? Hey, what plan Bernie got? Hey, you Edison didn't invent the light bulb, but he just did it better than anybody else. <laughs> he just right? put his name on it. <laughs> he just stole Swan's light bulb, didn't he? Well, um, Elizabeth Warren has her ultra million millionaire taxing. So um, let me just any, look up Andrew Yang's policy on that. Oh God, anyone earning over fifty million dollars, so five oh million dollars, my guys. Mm-hmm. Um, she's gonna charge two cents on the dollar for every person earning over that. Is a lot. Two percent extra. Two cents. Yeah, two percent extra on every dollar you you earn. Yes. And, the, and she, and what does she, what cover. does she, what does she think that's going to generate? That's going to generate. I can't remember the number, but it's going to generate enough money for free uh, childcare, um, wipe student debt. Wow, wipe, um, wipe student debt. Wipe, wipe it. Student debt. Yeah. Like, oh, so yeah. not totally wipe student yeah, debt. Yeah, but like but, most people. And then get rid of. Is she going to get rid of student loans? Yes. And the government's going to pay for all the loans. It's going to come from the ultra millionaire tax, okay. and um, it's going to also pay for um, healthcare. So. Oh, bold. Read them to our policies, my guys. Maybe so we can. Uh, maybe we'll vote. do a we'll do a, a U.S. focused podcast at some point, and uh, oh, we can yeah, go yeah. through we can go through all the candidates at some yeah. point, and um, oh good. hell yeah, critique all hundred of them. Critique, yeah. <laughs> can we get like little? Can we get them on like cups with their faces on it, and then we can like flick <laughs> off one when we know it's, it's gone. <laughs> in the bin at the Iowa State Fair, they done this thing where they would put in the kernels. Oh, and yeah. I, put, I put my kernel. In. Colonel Where'd Sanders. Colonel Sanders, I put my Colonel Sanders. Beat your Colonel and Sanders. Oh, no. Do you not think Bernie has a good chance of beating Trump? You know Um, what? Here's the thing, right? I wanted to see uh, Bernie speak twice when I was in Iowa. On the same day. Did it last the entire day? He is tall. He's taller than me. I thought he was shorter than me. I just always... I can't imagine him in anything. When I think of Bernie Sanders, I don't actually see Bernie Sanders in my head. I see... um, uh, I see your man from Kirby Enthusiasm. Uh, <laughs> I see Larry David. Larry David as Bernie Sanders. I just that's all I can picture. So it's like just him complaining about Bernie being an Sanders. old man. I just want to say Bernie Sanders when I went to see him at the Gun Sense Forum in Des Moines, 
Um, he was wearing a suit with that was two different shades of navy. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> what? I love him. Sir, who As a millionaire. <laughs> I dress my myself. Wife. <laughs> my wife. But, like, he went, he, he was at, because so I went to see him two times on the same day. So I went to hear him speak at the Gunsense Forum, and then I heard him speak at the NARAL pro-choice forum mm-hmm. um, and he was fantastic talking about reproductive health fantastic at it really really inspiring uh, for a man to talk about um, but Ooh. at the Gunsense forum thing he just kind of left me like unmotivated and like uninspired he was just like very passive about things like Bernie doesn't have a great record on like gun control anyway like as as mayor of Burlington anyway um, probably changed whenever he got elected to the house and then the senate but like on him mm-hmm. but yeah it was just kind of left me like is that it like we, we were so excited to see Bernie the entire time and he left and we're like yeah it's not great what um, was Andrew, Lang, Andrew Yang like to see I speak because I had to go in there I was sick there. Oh. actually I went to um, a Harris rally what was she like to hear fantastic yeah fantastic I, I, lo- I love hearing her speak she's really good she like she she's like really orator. Yes. Yeah, she like relaxes me when she speaks yeah. but is she the future leader of no, the democratic no. party no what, what do you think killed it for? Was it her record as DA? Yeah. I think it's her record as DA. Um, her debate performance whenever Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, wipe the floor with her. And that, what, was it the first? Was it the first? Uh, second debate so. on the second night. So it was, it was the time after she attacked Joe Biden. Everyone was like, oh, God, going to do really And then well. Tulsi Gabbard was like, nope. hello, out of nowhere. <laughs> hello, I served in Iraq and I'm also about to murder Kamala Harris. Pay respects to our <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Jennifer Gabbard. Also, um, fun fact about Tulsi Gabbard, she was the only candidate to have her signs all over Iowa. So, like, you know, like, yard signs that people put out? She was the only candidate to have that ready. And how does that... Is that, like, people just choose they want to put it in their sign? Yeah. In their yard? You can oh. get it from the campaign offices. Nice. Nice. You usually have to pay for them because it contributes to the campaign. Remember Alan and Matt had, like, three or four? Oh, my God, yeah, we would just, we would just steal them. <laughs> they were like, can you give us a Debbie one? And we're like, you're not in her, like, constituency. And they're like, so? So? <laughs> so we love the We anyway. love her. <laughs> Yeah, so that was, uh, I think, a fantastic re- uh, recap podcast. Um, good podcast back for season two. Um, guys, if you want to follow The Scoop um, on Facebook or Twitter, we are QR The Scoop um, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, give us a like and a follow there, and uh, you can catch up with the content we're producing over the next uh, coming year. Um, yeah, subscribe to us on our wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll be back next week with another podcast um thanks to my guest rory hughes thank you very much michael uh jessica lawrence thank you and jane chris garden thank you i've been michael jordan and thanks for listening to this good